0: People buy from people they like. At the end of the day, price aside, that's just how how it is. Welcome to Manufacturing Happy Hour, the podcast where we get real about the latest trends and technologies impacting modern manufacturers. Manufacturing Happy. Each week, we interview industry experts that are at the top of their craft and give you the tools, tactics, and strategies you need to take your
1: career and your business to the next level. And now, your host, Chris Lukey. Hey, welcome, welcome. This is our third and final installment in our Craig Francisco interview series, for lack of a better word. If you've been listening to this show, you know that we interviewed him in episode 40 where we were talking about social media we also talked to him in episode 45 where we were talking about automation and robotics highly encourage you to listen to to those episodes but if you're just joining us today we're going to be talking about sales mindset and productivity This is what I would call a quick hit episode where Craig has a ton of good advice throughout the conversation. And we'll talk about some of the podcasts that he's done over the years, including The Eight Keys of Sales Excellence, as well as his current podcast, The Automation Solutions Podcast podcast now we recorded this at the start of 2021 but since we did so many episodes we wanted to spread them out over time so you're getting the last episode now this advice is still timeless and since i said that this was a quick hit episode i'm not going to spend a lot of time on the intro in fact i think it's time to head down to perrysburg ohio to meet up with robex's greg francisco Craig, are you ready? I'm always ready. Always ready. Yes. Love that. Well, Craig, welcome back again. Yes, thank you for having me. Appreciate the, it. Yeah, for those of you listening, we're back with Craig Francisco from Robex, and this episode is going to be a bit more podcast focused. Okay. Um, it, really, because you, I, I just discovered driving out here to Perrysburg last night from Milwaukee. I'll, I'll share a little quick story of my own first. When I'm researching for a podcast interview, one of the first things I do is look up what articles has this person been featured in, look at LinkedIn profiles, but also, you know, what podcasts have they been on because that's right. A real easy way I can prepare when I'm behind the wheel or doing something else. Um, and I discovered because I knew you had the Automation Solution podcast, but when you search Craig Francisco podcast on Google, what comes up is the eight keys of sales excellence. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this was something you. This was one you did like two or so years ago, yes. I think. And mm-hmm. um, for the for context, short form podcast. But I'd love to have you explain it because I think we need to define what are the eight keys of sales excellence first, and yeah. why put a podcast around it.
0: Yeah. So I was, you know, it was transition time. I was doing some consulting in between uh, moving back. I had a job in, in Iowa and moved back to Ohio. So a big move for the family and. And um, was doing some consulting and really mm-hmm. my specialty and where I've spent most of my time has been around sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. So I decided to have fun with a podcast. And for those yeah. of you that don't know, you can create your own podcast. It doesn't cost you any money.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. just the
0: time and the pain that you go through of, of, of hearing yourself live mm-hmm. and uh, coming up with the right, the right topics. But so, I, yeah, I just had some fun with it. it it's honestly, I, I forget sometimes that's even out there.
1: Yeah well I mean I was listening to it Last night it's the thing that's cool about it Since the episodes are like two or three minutes long It's super bingeable and yeah. I was kind of Listening to it like a great new record From a band I love I'm just like oh that's a hit That's a hit that's a hit so I just I kept going for probably like the first You know half of my drive getting through about half The episodes we had out that's there great. so um, And, and this, this episode That we're recording now is kind of impromptu Because I'm like there's so much gold in there I've got to do some Rapid fire questions yeah. with you about it so You know well, the, the first First thing I have to ask is one of the biggest takeaways I got from it last night was you talked about dividing a day into sixty eight fifteen minute chunks yes, can you share a little bit about that because yeah. I thought that was one of the most yeah. game changing pieces of advice i'd heard recently yeah i'm uh
0: it's you really i think we all we all know that there's times where we you know the days get away from you um you never have enough time to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, and so there's there's some books I've read and, and other people I've listened to that talk about chunking in general. I'm a big fan of chunking. Mm-hmm. Anytime um, you get too many things going, waving to people staring at me, does um, <laughs> is great. It gets complicated and overwhelming, and, and you don't execute right. Yeah. So. Just a believer in looking at your day in fifteen-minute segments, mm-hmm. and so how many of those are you wasting? Yeah, and, what I, and you know, it could be—I don't consider listening to this podcast a waste. This is an investment. I appreciate in your time. that. Nice yeah. plug there. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> but there's some people that you know—you're on Facebook, you're scrolling, or you—we mm-hmm. um, all might go on and on. But how many of those are you wasting versus how many are you are you taking advantage of? And that's yeah. what's just all about. Well, I thought Paying it was, attention.
1: I think it's great because I think it kind of makes you rethink how you spend your day because I think a lot of people would think of it maybe in hour chunks or maybe what did you do during work and what did you do after work but when you think about it in terms of how many opportunities you have to do different things? Because you mentioned, I think, and there are things like you could call your mom during one yeah. of those 15-minute chunks. You could, you know, I, I think of it like with my morning routine, cook breakfast, do a journal entry, right. things along those lines. Yeah. Like. And it just makes you think of how much time you have available on a regular basis to accomplish it. Yeah, so. it's
0: absurd, really, if you, if you look at it that way. I, at first, came I mean, I was in my early 20s and worked with a, a person in sales that mm-hmm. wasn't performing in our boss, I remember sitting down with this individual and part of his, um, the discipline they had to go through was he had a piece of paper and he had to write down what he did every 15 minutes Yeah. so that he, we could, we could see, you know, what kind of training did he need? Was he, was he making the phone calls? Was yeah. he doing all the things we were supposed to as a salesperson? So, mm-hmm. and that was painful to watch but the the idea was pretty powerful
1: and and for context for the audience out there to do 68 things in a day or to have 68 15 minute chunks means you're getting seven hours of sleep so for me it's 64 because i'm really trying to get better at getting eight hours of sleep that's good um add it up for however many uh 15 minute chunks you have so that was that might have been the biggest one that stuck out good another one i'm gonna um i'm gonna hit you with is jerks won't win in the end that was another powerful one this yes. kind of goes back to our sales conversation i feel like that we had in our first podcast interview but elaborate on that one a little bit so
0: I, i'm a believer in a lot of people um would agree with me especially on the psychology side of things that people buy from people they like mm-hmm. um at the end of the day price aside that's just how it's how it is you mm-hmm. know we you hang out with people i hang out with people that i like i i just don't associate with people that for whatever reason aren't a fit for me. Yes, yeah. And the customers are no different. I mean, you may have the lowest price, but if you're an ass or you're a jerk or someone <laughs> that it, you're not going to get the sale typically you might one mm-hmm. time, but you're mm-hmm. not going to win in the end ever. So kindness. And, and that's something that we, we, we definitely give our customers a lot of that. And then internally we have fun. Um, that was kind of the whole premise of that podcast was just to, to tell people how important it was to be kind.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, on the flip side of, you know, e- having a low price, another one that you had out there was your price is too high. Um, yes. And you had some fantastic advice around yeah. how to approach pricing with customers for the sales audience we have out there. What would you say on that?
0: I just think that understanding what it is that you're accomplishing for your customer, you know, what's that value? Mm-hmm. Um, again, if... Yes, you know, if you get down into a bid between you and and two other companies, which we all know is pretty typical, it's it's three proposals a company wants to look at before they make a decision. But understanding that you are different and need to be different. It shouldn't just be a number. If someone can look at a number and make a decision, you didn't do your job. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, the price is high. It should, you know. If if my price, that, that's going to come up every single time, so just be ready for it. Yeah. And it's not something that you need to sidestep or or get cute with, but understand that that's, it's okay to have mm-hmm. a high price as long as the, the benefits are, are are there for the person to understand that's a good
1: investment to make. I like the way you described it in there, too, because you're like – up front just be like the price is going to be high it's probably going to be higher than you were expecting right Too, yeah. like get that off the table right off the bat yep. but then once that's done you can just focus on the challenges and how you Correct. help them solve their yes challenges. you so, got it. um you know next on the list it's never the right time what do you mean when you say it's never the right time
0: <laughs> you know really my whole life and anyone i've ever known any any time an opportunity um becomes apparent or visible to you, mm-hmm. you could always say, boy, the timing's not right. It's, this isn't a good time to do this. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I, you know, whatever that might be. It's COVID. There's it a pandemic. We, we all make up excuses why we, we will not take on a challenge because of a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. So it, nothing's ever perfect. The timing's never right. Um, you and I doing this, yeah, we scheduled this, but yeah. Know, I'm sure you were, I mean, driving from Wisconsin to Perrysburg in your mind, you're going to think, geez, that's just a long trip to go do these, these <laughs> interviews. And, you know, it's, um, timing is never right, but you need to capitalize on an opportunity when you believe that it could change yeah. the direction of your business
1: yeah I think my first thought when I was driving out here yesterday was it's like I can't believe I scheduled a trip on the day back from New Year's. That is a bold move so I was impressed <laughs> I was impressed i was I was impressed with myself yesterday i guess i the that was why I left at three p m rather than like ten a m like yeah. I had initially planned, but you know yeah. what you got to get the work done sure so absolutely. Um. All right. Two more quick hits. Then I want to talk about your uh, your automation solution podcast okay. as well. But, um, you know, it's Tuesday when we're recording this. But another another episode title you had was pretty good for a Monday. Pretty good for a Monday. What is what? Is, what does that have to do with mindset?
0: Yeah, mindset is. Um I read this in an article and it's what inspired that, that episode where people on, on Fridays are always really, really excited because they're entering the weekend. And then on Mondays it's, um, they come into the week and it's, you know, how many people talk about Mondays being hard or difficult or challenging? Mm And, and, um, the whole concept behind that recording was that every single day—it doesn't matter if it's Monday or Friday or Wednesday or whatever—but mm-hmm. you need to show up every single day yeah. and, and know what your plan is. So, mm-hmm. begin with the end in mind. Right before you get to work, you should know what it is that you're doing, and every day should be a fantastic day. Yeah. It doesn't matter that's Monday, or doesn't yeah. matter that you're going on vacation next week, or that's the holidays. So, it's just it was trying is more with mindset for people just to realize. How how much opportunity you waste when you're not on your A game, and Mm -hmm. and you again are making an excuse for for not being successful because of the the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not letting a day dictate your attitude or how you think you should feel that day. Yeah, I have to ask you, how do you feel about Mondays?
0: I love them. Me too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's uh, I I do think you need to love what you do. Yeah, and I which I. Absolutely love what I do, and mm-hmm. I know you do as well. So that's important.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you get to record podcasts and drink beer, it makes it a little yeah, I mean, easier. Come on, but it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, all right, last one, and and this this is a number I'm going to throw out okay. there. Five thirty one p.m. Five thirty one p.m. Oh yeah, yeah. What is what is put some context around that?
0: Five thirty one. The episode behind five thirty one happened to do go, going back to um, the person I worked with in my early twenties, I always would try to be the first person in the last person to leave. Mm-hmm. I was always amazed at a parking lot, what it would look like after work was over. Yeah. Right. And this was at a place where we didn't really have strict hours. So, um, people were salaried, so they weren't clocking in and clocking out so that the folks that are putting in the extra time, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you need to to work 12 hours a day and yeah. not spend time with your family and not sleep and but I'm saying I'm, I'm always amazed how few people put in extra effort they'll mm-hmm. do the bare minimum mm-hmm. uh, bare minimum to, to do a decent job keep yeah. their job and th- their career will take off from there but I, I can tell you here the, why, what's so special about the culture we have so many people that go above and beyond and, and you know travel at the moment's notice to help a customer it's just it's unbelievable
1: yeah yeah. Now I I want to kind of ask a flip side around this, and I'm glad you brought this up in your answer, like saying, "Hey, not working a a 12 hour de- a 12 hour day. How do you how do you manage like work life balance in that regard? If you are putting in the extra effort, yeah, yeah.
0: we have 12 hour days. So it's, I mean, some <laughs> of our employees are looking at me like,
1: "What do you mean we we work 12 hours? Sure, sure. Um, I think we, anyone uh, listening to this is a go getter, so yeah, they're probably accustomed work. to putting in the time too. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, what was the question again? I was, no, a I'm just cut curious cut about out.
1: your – I guess it was kind of a general question to go into perspectives around putting in the extra effort while still maintaining balance, that work-life yeah, balance, balance, maintaining health, family, all yep. the other important
0: things. Yeah, life. so the work-life balance is – to me is unique to everybody, mm-hmm. so it's personal, yeah. right? So my work-life balance might be different than yours. Sure. So obviously, being married for 21 years now, a couple couple children that are getting older, um, having sports, having things that my wife and I commit to, so we agree as a family what what's important, and then we just don't sacrifice that. And then I mm-hmm. obviously there's things that with work that come up that that might interfere with that, but it's it's a balance and we do the best that we can and yeah it's just important to communicate and and really to work a plan and not mm-hmm. let yourself be worked over by yeah. not planning yeah so.
1: i think i i mean the two words i'd put to it like you just said planning and communication yeah. those are the things that allow you to make it work and still allow you to put in the extra effort but not have to sacrifice the other things that are important yeah. in life to do it yeah absolutely so, well I appreciate you taking that walk down memory lane sure, with your yeah. old show on yeah, there I, got just, I just got so much value out of it as I was good. driving back last night and it's always fun when something like that surprises me when I'm preparing for a conversation so um, for the listeners out there that are looking for a good quick hit solid advice podcast you can honestly binge it probably in two hours and probably. be done, yeah. <laughs> done with Pretty the easy. whole series but no Oh, the uh, the Eight Keys of Sales Excellence with Craig Francisco, but that was, I guess, your first podcast, and it now was. you're still consistently running the Automation Solution Podcast, yes, which I had the pleasure correct. of listening to last night as well. I mean, you cover a lot of areas in that. you, you know, For example, Michael Sensky, you guys were talking about machine as a service, mm-hmm. a similar model you have. You were talking to Shay Robottom about marketing, so you really cover some different gamuts, but what yes. should the listeners know about the Automation Solution Podcast?
0: You know, I try to come up with topics and um, interviews and select the right folks that I think can bring value to our industry. Mm-hmm. And some of that will be technical yeah. value. So we may go deep on what makes something collaborative and not collaborative. And then on the flip side, I had Michaela Alexis as a guest and we talked about LinkedIn profile, how important it is to, to make sure your profile is up to date and accurate and how to tie in your business page. And all of that is valuable for the listeners regardless, you know, and typically they're engineers, plant managers, Production managers, C-level folks are, mm-hmm. are the listeners in the industries we serve. But, you know, a LinkedIn message and training is valuable to an engineer just as much as understanding what a collaborative robot is. Yeah. So it's yeah. just kind of having fun. And, you know, Wes and I talked about this year, really we're going to spend some time and sit down tomorrow and go through, okay, who do we want to talk? You know, mm-hmm. who are the, the the best guests that we could have? Mm-hmm. And then we, we'll start a plan on attacking to try to set up you know, podcasts at least a couple of months for the, for this year.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. Everything you answer has to do with planning in some way and just executing. Yeah, yeah no, I I agree. I, I guess I'm I'm curious how and and you can answer this in any different ways. How has this podcast helped you? Whether it's from a business standpoint, connection standpoint, you know what's what's been the benefit for you in doing a show like this?
0: You know, the the best things I learned. So yeah. every every one of the guests I've had, every topic, I didn't know a lot about. Prior to the interview, I, mean, I knew enough. I'd like you would do the research, but understand what I was getting into. But this, the the level of knowledge that I took away from it, I was I benefited as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So that part's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy meeting new people, talking to people, learning what makes them tick, how, what's made them successful, and then understanding more about automation and technology and where this this whole industry is going. That's going to be a big focus this year as well. Mm-hmm. So you'll see more on that whole AMR flex collaborative robot area because that's three areas we're focusing on so it's a lot we learn i just i learn as much as anybody else
1: yeah no it's a great i mean that's one of the reasons i was looking forward to today because i'm like you know i've got your old podcast to pull from but i'm excited to ask you some some questions face to face as well yeah you know i guess on on that note um the other the other thing i was listening to on the drive out here last night was some larry king cuz oh, yeah. i feel like to be a good podcaster you got to listen to guys like larry yeah. king you got to listen to guys like howard stern the people that just know how to execute mm-hmm. on an in- on an interview so it, this is this is ultimately from larry king's book but i'm curious you know we've talked about podcasting you get a chance to to learn from others you know who do you look toward for Inspiration? Are there any people that you look toward in this industry, or as you're putting together that bucket list of people you want to interview, people that you'd want to yeah. talk to
0: as well? Yeah, that's the, you know that's that's a good question, and yeah, there's a lot of people that I respect and companies that I follow, and and figuring out who it is that I want to get to know is is a process that I go through. I mm-hmm. gravitate towards business leaders, so mm-hmm. like Gary Vaynerchuk we talked about. Yeah. There's others that I. Um, that I listen to their podcast John Maxwell who's a you know one of the greatest leadership coaches if you that's a that's a podcast you have mm-hmm. to listen to as well if you haven't again for the listeners but John's a legend I just gravitate to these people that for whatever reason they um they strike a chord with me but they all kind of have the same message which is anything's possible make sure you plan execute don't give up no excuse attitude it, it, they're all it's the same message different way of delivering it and, and so that's just, those are the folks that I probably
1: gravitate towards. Awesome. And since we've, uh, this is basically kind of the end of our three-part interview. Yes. Hopefully we'll be having more conversations yeah. like this in the future. The one thing I want to ask, because you've given us a lot of great advice throughout these episodes that people have listened to, been able to listen to over the course of a few months or so as we release them. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? That I've ever received. Wow.
0: It's big. I love the on-the-spot questions.
1: Got to do, got to go big for the final one. Yeah.
0: Best advice is, you know, I, I look at um, it's going to be maybe a longer answer than you're than you're looking That's for. That's okay. But I've talked about begin with the end in mind, mm-hmm. but being purposeful yeah. with everything that you do. So I try, I try my hardest, and I'm not perfect, but to plan the day or to know what I'm trying to accomplish before the day really starts, so that. There's a there's mm-hmm. a there's a level of um, commitment in getting up early to do that. Yeah, it's not something I do the night before because usually Ooh, I'm tired or spent. So I do it in the morning.
1: I do mine the night before. So yeah, I've tried
0: yeah, that, yeah. and I, my you know my brain doesn't work well sure. after a long day. So I I do it in the morning, and then I go execute, and nice. then I go back at the end of the day and review okay. what I did. So All it's right. kind of a, it's a different way for me. But uh, is just trying to be as purposeful as I can with every interaction. Yeah. It's the best advice I've ever received.
1: Love that. Well, this brings us to the end of our interview. It's been fun. Yeah, thanks for coming down. We appreciate it. You're welcome
0: anytime. Cheers. Cheers, Chris.
1: For those of you listening, stay innovative, stay thirsty. Catch you again next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And a big thanks to. Robex and Craig Francisco and Wes and the whole team over there for making this series happen. It was great having so much content to talk about that it took us three episodes to get it done. It was awesome getting to visit them out in Perrysburg in January. I know it's been about, you know, three and a half months since that occurred, but this advice is still timeless, still wanted to get it out to you, and I look forward to making my trip back to Ohio to visit these folks again sometime in the future. You know, I know we gave a shout out to Larry King partway through this episode. Um, it's a bit coincidental. He passed away shortly after that. This was kind of the last time where I was really absorbing a lot of his just pure interviewing excellence. So rest in peace, Larry King, to one of the folks that has inspired so many radio broadcasters, podcasters, etc. Hopefully uh, we're continuing your legacy the way you would like to see it done. As a call to action, you should definitely check out Craig's show, the Automation Solutions Podcast. Robex is also putting out a lot of great videos on YouTube right now. Folks around automation and robotics, definitely a lot for you to check out. And certainly, if you want to dive into those topics more, you can hear about them on episode 45. And if you want to learn more about sales and marketing and social media from Craig, you can check out his other episode, which is episode 40. You can get there by going to the show notes at manufacturinghappyhour.com. And with that, that's it for this week. Thanks for sticking around. We'll see you again here soon. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to Manufacturing Happy Hour. Powered by the Industrial Network.